All sports, all the time. There's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered. Legends never die. This is the Spoken Podcast. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. I'm your host, Lance Woodwell. Man, that kid, he can ball, man. He can ball. Touchdown, Kansas City! Man with freaking Mahomes, baby! Uh, let's talk some sports, because that's what we're here to do. You are tuned in to the Spoken Spoken. This is the Spoken Podcast. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the KC Beardco Studios with my guys, Eddie Ortiz yo, yo, yo. and Trevor Twidwell. What's cracking? All right, guys. We are back here for another edition. I believe this is, what, episode 19 now? 19. Yeah. Uh, embarking on episode 20, and maybe by 30, episode 30, we'll have a decision from Kawhi Leonard. I don't know yet. <laughs> we haven't decided yet. He hasn't decided yet. It is now the 5th of Kawhi. The 5th of Kawhi, exactly, as they've been speaking on uh, national radio waves all day long because that has been the number one topic. Uh, in the world of sports, in American sports, that is, because there is a lot other things going on that we should definitely be talking about. So before we get to some Kawhi Leonard news, we can get to that. But before we even get to that, if you missed Trevor's post on the Spoken on uh, our Facebook page, our Patreon is full-fledged, ready to go. Uh, Trevor did send out the link, I believe it was two days ago. Yeah. Um, so if you do want to go on there, you do want to be a supporter of this show. If you want to give us a little bit of your support on that side of things, we also will be giving out exclusive content. Uh, giving you guys shout outs, giving you guys the, some backstage uh, access where we actually, you know, talk to you guys a little bit more about the things that you're interested in. Because I think, I mean, we can admit there are probably topics that we talk about on our show that we decide to go with it. Some people aren't interested in, but if you want to be a Patreon supporter, we will definitely make sure that we are going to cover the things that you specifically and exclusively want to talk about. So we would appreciate that greatly. So go on that link. Uh, Trevor did post it two days ago. It should be up there on the t- near the top of our posts. And uh, go from there. And again, we want to thank all of you that support us in any way, in all the ways that you do. Absolutely. So um, let's get to some uh, U.S. Women's National Hell Team yeah. Talk. USA. I, I, guys, this is some. I'm so glad this is happening. And we've talked about it a, numer- a number of times. And this team continues to, I would, I mean, I would say it is them defying odds. Mm. Uh, granted, they have been to three straight now uh, championship World Cup title games, which right. is unprecedented. It's never happened before ever for any team ever in women's and women's soccer. So they are literally on on, um, unpaved ground. This has never happened before. They are doing something that no other team has done. And that is so insane to think that a a soccer team from America is doing something this impressive. So um, it definitely needs to be praised. It definitely needs to be uh, acknowledged seeing that they beat France and England the Mm -hmm. last two games by a combined score of four to two. Um, No Megan Rapinoe. In the second in the game against uh, England, yeah. and you know Eddie and I had some discussions about that. I want to get to that in a second. Um, from looking at that from a strategy point, it actually made a ton of sense because the player that they did replace Rapino with immediately scored, scored. Like, what nine minutes yeah. into the match. That was beautiful, man. So that was beautiful. I mean, it, that was an incredible <laughs> um, decision to make um, because of the fact that it made more sense from a matchup perspective of how she played, her style, her size. It was it was genius, and and Eddie did bring that up to me earlier in that day because I talked to Eddie. Yeah. I was trying to understand it. I, I thought, you know, there's a chance it could be an injury, and to come to find out that had something to do with it. But also because I do believe that the U.S. team did recognize the matchup and how that I, – I'm sorry, what is her, what is her name that uh, that uh, played for Rapino? Chris Impress. Yes. She's a veteran as well. This one's a very experienced uh, soccer player, so this woman didn't come into this thinking that she was going to, you know, have to figure out a way to learn how to play the game in, in, in a moment's notice. No, this woman was very prepared for this this moment. 
and, and definitely took initiative and made it happen. And it was a beautiful header, man. Absolutely beautiful header. And um, I just I think that the U.S. women have done and a masterful job at conducting themselves and quite honestly making statements. Uh, we talked about the Thailand game and how people thought it was disrespectful that they were celebrating goals when they're up, you know, 10, nothing, 11, nothing, 12, nothing, and ultimately 13 to nothing. Mm-hmm. And people thought that that might come back and bite them in the ass. Well, here we are. And now we're facing the Netherlands Sunday, I believe at 10 AM. Yes. And I, I gotta be honest with you guys. I'm not the soccer expert here. That's where Eddie's lane is, but I don't know how you guys feel. I think that I think the U S has an ultimate advantage in this game. Eddie, what do you? What's your thoughts on this? They do. They do have an ultimate advantage, but you, with soccer, see that that's the beautiful thing. In the final, it's kind of like it brings out the best out of every team. So, the the matchup on paper, it obviously favors favors the United States women's uh, national team because they have the better players, they have the the, the better chemistry. Uh, I guess the longer uh, connection between each player and stuff like that. So obviously on paper it looks it looks uh US favorable, but the Netherlands, I mean, they did an outstanding job beating uh Sweden in the semifinals. I thought it was a really, really good game. Uh it did come down to the last couple minutes uh in in overtime. And I mean, Sweden was there. They were knocking. They were knocking. They 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 almost had it. Uh they they, they really did, but at the end of the day, uh, Netherlands uh, got the best of it. They they scored in overtime and and they they they, they got one zero win over uh, Sweden and now they're in the finals. Uh, I, I think it's a great matchup. Yeah. I honestly think it's a great matchup. Like I said, on paper, obviously it favors the United States, but but I think it's going to be a lot closer than that. I I do believe U.S. is going to win, but I think it's going to be super close. So I'm going to go with a one zero. Yeah, I'm gonna go two zero. Um, that's I'm not too informative or knowledgeable of of the Netherlands, so I can't really give like a you know a, mm-hmm. a deep, thorough take on it. But I, just from what I've seen from the U.S., I just were relentless, and that's the that that that's the one word that comes to my mind when I've watched them play. When I've been able to watch them play, because uh, a lot of the games have been on when I'm at work, so I've listened to it on the radio and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I think I don't think there's any stopping this U.S. team right now, man. I mean, and I don't want them to get too big headed either. I want them to kind of just keep the pace of their own. And I, I think that they are. I think they're really well coached. And we saw that, you know, when when we have a replacement player come right in and score a goal right away. That's not just that's not just athleticism and skill. That's coaching. Yeah. Putting people in the right position to, to make plays. And that's what happened. Um, yeah, I, I think we win 2-0, actually. Okay. Well, I, I agree that I do I definitely see that the US women winning this game. Mm-hmm. Um, primarily not just because of the fact that I think they're the better team. Because I think that is easy to say. Like, There's oh, momentum they're, they're, there, they're just, man. Yeah, and yeah. that's the thing. This is the third time now they've knocked on the door of trying to win a title mm-hmm. in a row. Like they didn't get it done the last two times. I believe last time they lost was Japan. So you know, this has been a long time coming for the U.S. women to say, you know what? We've been here. We know we're worthy of a championship. It's a we have too. been yes. Yeah. They've been knocking on that door now for eight plus years. Well, this is what the twelfth. So 12 years, four years in between. Mm -hmm. So for 12 years now, they've been knocking on the door per se. And it is time. I think the U.S. women get it done. I don't don't know what the score is going to be. I do think it'll be a lower lower scoring game because both defenses will be so alert Mm -hmm. and they're not going to want to give up anything. I do think this will probably end up going to PKs because that's – they do. yeah, I do think it'll end up going to PKs. And I do think the U.S. women win that. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to say right now, I think that Megan Rapino is actually going to be the one that kicks the game-winning goal. I think she's the one that gets the, the last PK. And, I, th- and I, I do think it will go like 1-1 going into PKs. Yeah. And Alex Morgan will have that goal. 
it just it for me Ooh. it just you see you see the momentum like Trevor just said you guys have been confidence, saying confidence man confidence is king there's just you times you good, see you like it's just good. yeah it's just the team's time you just feel like man it's just their time yeah. I think it's the U.S. women's time and I could not be more excited and and, and the, here's the crazy thing like we're sitting here now several minutes into our show talking about this and the cool thing is I think and I think it's a cool thing. The men are about to play Mexico. Mm-hmm. That's a humongous game. It is. It's a rivalry. It's a rivalry, really. Too. I mean, and I, I think that's awesome. Matchups, yeah. I think that's great. I yeah. think it's great that we are talking about a, a, the, the women's sport, and it be, to me being more important, because although that is a humongous game between U.S. and, and Mexico, and, the, and honestly, their ratings will probably be just as good. Yeah. I think those ratings will be just as good. And plus, at the same time, yeah. though, this game is humongous. We need to, we need to focus on this one because this is t- we're talking about championships here. Well, plus in American sports, this is like the perfect time for this to be happening because it's like the kind of the dead zone of sports yeah. when there's no NFL or NBA. Because yeah. I know, I, I mean, I love the game of baseball, but it's never like the exciting time of year. Where no, like it's dead in the middle of the season. The MLB All Star breaks almost you know near. We kind of need this right yeah, now. We it's do. in perfect timing. We so. also need a Kawhi decision. And uh, that's that's kind of where I want to segue into Man. that. Um, so, Little yes, I'm going to leave a little, little, little note. U.S. women, go get it go get it taken care of because by the time we talk we talk on our show next, chin, we will baby. know what took place. So hopefully our yeah. ladies take care of business. Um, yeah, so Kawhi Leonard, he uh, I think it goes without say he's definitely drugged this one out. Um, oh, Canada. <laughs> I mean, it's a spectacle right now. Man. It's it's pretty unbelievable. I mean, where do you even begin on all of it? Because there, I think this thing has been covered uh, more than a bed with blankets. I'm telling you, man, this thing is – we don't have anything else, any other angle we could come at this yeah. with, with. It's a little ridiculous at this point. It, it really is. The thing about Kawhi, I think everybody wants to be the first one to announce where he goes. So that's why you're hearing a lot of reports of, uh, oh, he's agreed with the Lakers. Oh, he's uh, staying in Toronto or uh, – the Clippers and this right. and that. So everybody wants to be right. So they are throwing just random information. Shit against is, the wall? Yeah. yeah that, that it's not even close to being true. Yeah. We honestly don't even know if he has a decision yet. People say, oh, he doesn't have a decision. He'll come out tomorrow and say it. Or July 6th. Wait for July 6th. We wait got Jalen Rose 5th. on there saying, I'm 99% hearing something. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so where's that? What was that one percent? Yeah. Yeah. How do you ninety nine percent? I've seen Colin Coward's uh, tweet today saying that he had three people at LAX or whatever. I don't know if it's true or or, or fake, but he said that he asked him uh, about the Kawhi situation, and they all seem really confident about their answer, and that they say that they knew, but they all gave him different answers. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. obviously everybody's just making shit up. I, I mean. I mean, I, nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody absolutely knows. I think the only nothing. thing I know, the only thing I, I think I know, I'm saying I think I know. Mm-hmm. The only thing I think I know about all this, though, is that it's telling me more about Kawhi than I've ever really known before. Because, yes, I get that you need to make a a, a very ra- like a rational decision, a logical mm-hmm. decision, because that's what I've always said. Logically, it's very methodical. Man. Yes, I, I get it. Yeah. But you have to understand what this is doing. This is creating something that is totally unnecessary, in my opinion. I'm not saying that he has to, like, he owes anybody anything or he needs to make his decision at a certain time because us, no. But you have to understand what you are doing. You have to be self-aware of certain things. And I think that Kawhi is living this up. The the way I'm looking at it, too, is, I mean, unless he goes back to the Raptors, this is the only way I I would disagree with what I'm about to say right now. He's kind of only hurting himself the longer he drags this out because what's happening is all these free agents are, like, out there still like whatever's left out there you know the three and d guys the kind of you know veteran minimum guys that are still out there they're a lot of them are starting to sign with other teams and if the longer he waits the less guys is going to be there's going to be for either the lakers the clippers or whoever to go pick up to build a team around him yeah because the clippers and lakers right now are waiting on him to build a team 
I mean, I think the Raptors, pretty much their team's still intact of what it was. So if he goes back there, that makes sense. He kind of screwed L.A., both teams in L.A. in a sense. But, like, yeah, the longer he waits, it's kind of screwing L.A. to build a team around him. So I don't know, man. Like, I, which which makes even less sense because you're right. screwing the Lakers and Clippers essentially doesn't really help the Raptors unless they were to meet in the finals. I don't, I don't really it's see. definitely hurting the Clippers way more than it is the Lakers. The Lakers still got a big three there. Right. They, they still have to fill a roster, though. And yes. so the Lakers will. The Lakers would suffer traumatically if they don't get Kawhi they because they've been Bo- all. They can still go get Boogie Cousins. You're and, talking about going from Kawhi Leonard to Boogie Cousins now. That's a Boogie significant drop off. <laughs> no, Boogie no, Cousins doesn't even have a market. No, but I'm saying if you got Kuz. Yeah. You know, you got Kuz, AD, and LeBron, and then you go get Boogie. That's a championship team. The problem, though, is that now, if, okay, if you were to get Boogie Cousins instead of Kawhi Leonard, you would need depth. As, oh yeah, as a bench, well, and you, you can't shooters. get that now. Just go get shooters. My point is though, is that you got to have because look, Kawhi Leonard, it, he he facilitates so many needs for the Lakers. Oh yeah, defensively. You, you, yes, you get you get a perimeter defender, an elite perimeter defender, a mm. scorer who can go out and get his own Just buckets. Imagine having AD defensively inside, and then you can Kawhi go, defensively at the perimeter. <laughs> yeah, you you can go get shooters. That's that's not a problem. My point is, is that those shooters aren't going get buckets kind of guys. Kawhi Leonard takes care of that. Where that, see, if you don't get Kawhi Leonard, you just need you're shooters. forcing LeBron to still play that role out of necessity, yeah. where he's still going to have to go out and get 27, 28 a night, yeah. as opposed to 23 to 24 and facilitate. Let's, I think that's where LeBron wants to be. Yeah, that's, he that's wants the perfect to be landing the, spot for Kawhi, man, because they can, they can all, they can all take their rest. When that's they need what I'm talking it, about. And they still have two of the top five dudes in their plan. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying because if you look at if you look at where the Lakers are going. You see a team that has three. Let's say, let's say Kawhi Leonard was to consider them. You're looking at a team that has a real plan. See, people think they're a mess, but mm-hmm. if you were to get Kawhi Leonard with these two players, AD and LeBron, oh, yeah. you have a legitimate plan because all three of them can rotate and rest. Right, that's what Whereas I'm saying, yeah. if Kawhi was to go back to Toronto, they can all get 20 games off. He, he can get 20 games off, yeah. but is that going to be? Are they going to have the fortune? of having a winning record without him again. I don't know if that's going to be the case because also let's look at this from another logical standpoint. Everybody keeps talking about, well, if he goes back to the Raptors, they have a championship team still in place. They can run it back. Here's the other thing that people are not considering, or I guess overlooking the East with the Raptors. Around, though. Not only has the East gotten better yeah, per se, at least from like a names perspective, mm-hmm. like, you know, get Jimmy Butler and guys like that back. But here's the other thing. A lot had to go right for the Raptors in order for them to win that title. Whether anybody wants to acknowledge that or not, and we gave them the respect. I yeah. remember the show after the finals went over. No, let's get we, real. We, we say, hey, right. you know what? Congratulations. But losing two of the top 15 players in the league in yeah. one series pretty much solidifies you're going to win a series. Oh, and furthermore, the it. shot against the Sixers. Let's be honest here. That was a very lucky shot for Kawhi Leonard. It was game seven right. at the buzzer in the fourth quarter yep. to take the lead. So, yes, I am going to say right now the Raptors had a lot of things go their way and a lot of fortune that came their way for them to win the title. So for anybody to expect that they're going to have that type of fortune again in the next season, I don't buy it. They're going to be a good team. Yes, if Kawhi goes back, they're going to be a team that could could potentially contend for a championship. But you're also relying on a lot of older players like Marcus Saul and Kyle Lowry I don't believe in that team going forward. It's not sustainable. So if I'm looking at it logically, especially since Kawhi has now come, his camp has come out, according to Chris Carter and numerous other people, he's looking for a long-term deal. Right. Why in the world would you would you commit yourself to a team that is full of uncertainty going forward? Because that's what the Raptors are. Are they good right now? Yes, they are. They're a 50 win, 50 plus win team with with Kawhi right now. Well, that's why I like I love what Lou Williams was he was on the um uh, I forget what podcast that was. It was uh what was that? Forget his name. Old ba- ex basketball player. Um, he was on the pod. Lou Williams was on the podcast talking about because when he played in Toronto, he was talking about how players 
couldn't wait to go on the road, you know, because they can come back to the States and it just didn't never felt like home. And just especially with Kawhi being an LA guy, I just it just makes too much sense for him to come back. Whether it's the Clippers or LA, it just makes more sense for him to be on the West Coast. I honestly don't really care where he goes. I mean, I would like to see him team up with, with LeBron. That'd be cool. For and I, obviously, I just want what's best for LeBron. But um, you know, I just think it makes more sense for him to to move on from there. I mean, he never wanted to be there in the first place. He got traded there just so happened to want to request a trade to the Lakers a year every, before. Like you said, everything fell into place kind of perfectly. Everything you know. But like you said, the East is going to be tougher this year. That was another chance for Giannis to get more experience. I think Giannis is going to become back more prepared. And, and the Sixers know. are better. Yeah, absolutely. I With think Al Horford. Yeah, Al Horford and, and uh, what's the name they got from Miami? I think he's a good scorer too. Um, yeah, I think they're going to be a well more. And if Joel can stay healthy. You he's got to lose weight. Yeah. But see, this is – okay. Also on the financial side. See, people think that the Raptors can technically give Kawhi more money. That's true. Yeah. But here's the – Up front. Here's the problem. Right. The, the taxes in Canada are higher than even in mm-hmm. California. Right. So technically, if you look at it like this, okay, four, a, a four-year deal mm-hmm. from the Lakers as opposed to a five-year deal from the Raptors, Kawhi would make $11 million more mm-hmm. if he goes to the Lakers yeah. or the Clippers. So, and, and, and no offense to the Clippers. I'm not trying to like I- I- exclude them from all this. I've never really taken them seriously in all this. Well, because, from what we're hearing, they're pretty much out. That's yes, what we're hearing. Because they don't really have – Enough to give Kawhi. Yes, they can give him money, and yes, they they can you know use the whole hometown thing. But they mm-hmm. don't have another superstar player on their team or a team that he knows he can win with. That's where the Raptors have the yeah. advantage because they he knows he can win with that team. And the the Lakers have two superstars they can give him. Yeah, that's the difference. That's well, where the Clippers on the outside. The Lakers, like the Lakers helped with their own leverage by hiring um what's her name the um the physical therapist yes. lady that was over there in, in, in Toronto, I believe that was his personal, yes. you know, worked for him the most. So that, that was a big move by LA to do that. Um, and, and people keep talking about how, um, you know, the longer it takes, they feel it's better for the Raptors. I actually feel the opposite mm. because I feel like if you were comfortable where you were, I don't think you would take it. And I'm, again, I'm not speaking here for Kawhi. I'm, yeah. I'm just looking at it from a logical perspective. If I was comfortable where I was, I wouldn't drag it out. I'd say, look, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. I'm just going to stay here. Right. And there's nothing really to it. The reason I think it's better for the Lakers that this is dragging out is because of the fact that he's asked all these questions to the Lakers. He's giving the Raptors basically a chance to counter those things, and they will. They would. They would obviously like you know the whole um, you know hey Kawhi. He's asking the Lakers. Kawhi's like hey, would would you guys be okay with uh, hiring my training staff? Mm-hmm. Would you guys be able to bring some coaches on your staff? You don't think the Lakers would do that? So with the Lakers having the advantages over the Raptors like they do in multiple facets. Him also getting that from them, you don't think he's asking the Raptors, okay, what else can you do? Because the Lakers are willing to match that. Right. The Lakers can give me what you guys already gave me, but the Lakers can also give me things you can't give me. You can't give me two superstar teammates. You can't give me the warm uh, beach beach weather of L.A. and my hometown. Right. You can't give me those things. So what else can you guys give me? And I think that's why it's taking so long. Because he's trying to basically give Toronto the opportunity to show him what else you guys can do. And that's the trick. There isn't. Mm-hmm. And that's why I still feel very confident he's going to end up being a Laker. It's just tough to figure out what the hell he wants. That's figuring him out is, you know, probably the, the toughest thing to figure out. And then once you figure that out, maybe you'll, you'll get an idea of what he wants. But That's the thing. Nobody so, knows what he wants. Yeah. And, and, I mean, even if you tried to, to think that you know what he wants, you don't. No, there's no certainties. I, I'm saying, like, you you go off of what we, the, the actual things we do know that's come from his camp. Mm. It all sounds like he wants to be a Laker. Chris Carter, who has the same agent as Kawhi Leonard, has stated multiple times that he, if his, if the money was on, if, if his, if his, if he had to put his money on anything, it's the Lakers. 
and he thought the, the announcement was going to come today. That obviously didn't happen. I mean, it still I, could tonight. But. It, it still technically could come tonight. And again, I don't get why we are still sitting here wondering what he's doing. There has to be some sort of reason. What I think there actually could be going on is how he announces it. Mm-hmm. That could be what they're still trying to figure out. Because I've I've personally felt my hunch has been that he's actually known what he's wanted to do for def- a while. It definitely that too. It does seem that way in a, a little bit. But and it does seem too that Danny Green is hinging on his decision with Kawhi. I think wherever Kawhi goes, Danny Green, oh, yeah. and that would be the absolute perfect spot for them both to land in LA and with the Lakers, because um, that would obviously bring a veteran shooter three and D guy right away with him, which would be perfect. So I well, mean, and and everybody keeps talking about how also this this is the move that would swing the pendulum for the NBA. I I get that. I, I do pretty, think pretty I know it obviously would because if he goes to the Lakers, they're going to probably win the next two or three yeah, championships. No matter where he goes, they're pretty much a contender. But I also do believe that there was a move or a, a, something that happened that actually made it swing further than this would actually do because Kevin Durant going down changed it a lot of oh, stuff. Yeah, it changed the whole landscape of the league. Because if KD doesn't get hurt, yeah. not only do I think the Warriors still win the finals – and he probably ends up staying with the Warriors or actually mm-hmm. having more. He, uh, either I think he's with fed the Warriors. up with them. Man. I don't think he goes to the Nets, first of all. I think he ends up with the Clippers. And then Kawhi Leonard has more options because you remember Kawhi did reach out. According to sources, he did reach out to KD and asked, hey, would, would oh, you yeah. want a team of Clippers? So it changes a lot of things with the Clippers. Yes. Yeah. Then, well, then, but also Kyrie and KD had a big plan, too, on the offseason. Yes. So and then, they could have been a big three right there. Imagine. Right. right. That could have happened, and then, and, then, and then the Lakers would have taken their offseason a, a totally different approach. Yeah. Probably would have got D'Angelo Russell or probably would have went after Kimba Walker a lot harder. Yeah. Their, their offseason would probably already be done, and they would have signed other shooters. Butler. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot more different. There have been bigger moves, I think, and, and and a whole different landscape of the NBA if KD would have never got hurt, if he'd have never torn his Achilles. Yeah, that so I think changed. that That's I think true. that means more to like what's going on. Effect. Yes, I think that means more than to what's going on than actually what Kawhi is doing, to be honest. Because Kawhi is actually just being reactionary mm. to the situation. Because if let's say that let's say the Raptors don't win the the, the finals, mm-hmm. Kawhi doesn't feel as obligated to try to go back and defend their title because yeah. they didn't win it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So Katie's injury, I think, has a lot more to do with what's going on. That's just yeah. my personal. No, no, no I, I agree with that, man. And uh, it's, I, I think it's the time's up. I think we need, <laughs> I think we need a decision here soon. And I know we're we're just three average dudes are sitting here talking to uh, the situation, talking about the situation with Kawhi. But he, I mean, it, I don't know what else there is to wait for unless he's truly that undecided. I, I, for me, it's a no-brainer. It just depends on what he wants. If he wants rings, if he wants the best chance of winning more titles, it's it's the Lakers. Um, if, if you want, all, if you want, all, if you want everything, go to the Lakers. Yeah, that's, you want to go home, have everything for you, right? But like, like <laughs> I said, I don't, I don't mind him going back to Toronto. I think it would make things interesting, especially in the East. And I would love to see a Kawhi Lebron matchup again in the finals. That, for me, as a fan of the basketball fan, as a fan of the game. That sounds super intriguing. The ratings would probably be out the freaking roof. But for a guy that is missing 15 to 25 games a season, knowing his health issues, why in the world would you want to go back to the team you got traded to? It depends if his health issues are still lingering. I mean, if if that's something he's gotten over, unless he's got like a, a. Something like a tendonitis in his eye. We just still don't really know what the hell the deal is with him. Yeah, like we don't. It's something with his leg. I think he just likes to be fresh because he's from the sport. Spurs well, in the finals, he was it. limping around a little bit. I, I, I'm not saying he hasn't had injury problems. Yeah. I'm saying that it's just weird. Like he we also he's from the mentality of the Spurs, and the Spurs were the first team. Yeah, to Pop, really the one that in, in, rest uh, starters that. throughout mm-hmm. the season, and they're fresh. It wasn't LeBron, everybody. So yeah. for everybody that thinks that 
that's the truth. It's just it's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, Popovich definitely initiated that where he, it was it was hey, listen, I understand this is a primetime game, but Tim Duncan for good reason played back to backs. You know, last week we need to give him some rest. That's why they're trying teams. to shorten the, the the seasons now in the NBA, right? Which I hope they do. I hope they do too. I, yeah. If they bring it down to like a seventy five game it just season, makes sense, yeah, man. it would this make is a, a rough lot more game. Sense. And and here's the other thing. The league, you know, gets so pissed off when we have these primetime games on like TNT or ABC and, and and the stars are sitting out yeah. because of load management. Right. If you deduct games from the regular season, you have more leverage as a league to say, hey, we knocked your season yeah, down. We, we threw you a bone. We're helping yeah. you out. Because look yeah. at 2012. I think it was 2012 yeah, when they went down 66 games because of the lockout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were less players resting on big games. I think most players would be cool with that. Yeah, I agree. I think they would be cool with that. I yeah. agree. So I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of moves the NBA needs to make and it needs to come down to, especially like even with, uh, you know, um, uh, well, uh, one one uh, one year players like the guys that play one oh, year in yeah. college, you know, you know that that the stuff. Needs to, yeah, the one yep. and dones. You need to let players come straight from high school if they're good enough, or the team feels are good. Yeah, enough. let those guys come out. Make sets these rules, man. It's well, silly. it's age discrimination. If you really want to break it down, because yeah. you're not allowing people to make money based off their age, and they're adults. They're right. legal adults. So they go sacrifice their body a little more for free in the NCAA. Yeah. So bringing it all Makes back, sense. reeling it all back, I still <laughs> am of full belief, and I, I know that there's been a lot of chatter, like Trevor said, and Eddie has talked about, about what we don't know mm-hmm. and how it seems like the Toronto Raptors are still very much into it. I do believe they still have their shots, but I do think at the end of the day, Kawhi Leonard has been asking all these questions and examining all these things because he wants to show, okay, I have all these check marks down. The only thing that the the, the Raptors can give me are everything they gave me last season, but the Lakers can end up giving me more Mm -hmm. because they could give me all the training stuff that I've asked for, all my coaching staff, all these things that they're going to give me games off, and they can give me two superstars, and I can make more money actually in the long run on a shorter deal. It makes more sense for him to go to the Lakers for a multitude of reasons, and I'm going to stick with that. I think if he's a smart person, if he's a logical person, he's someone who wants to win while making money, he needs to go to the Lakers. So I, I get what they did in Toronto, that what they had was successful, but a lot of things had to go right for that to happen. And so let that be what it was. It was not sustainable. It was that perfect window of opportunity for you to win where you were. Yeah. It, everything just came together perfectly for him. That is not something you can rely on for for a next year and especially for years to come. Yeah. You cannot ex- If he signs a five-year deal in Toronto, you can't expect that team where they're sitting perfectly right now and not being a free agent landing spot the way they are for you to be able to believe that you can win 50, 55, 60 games a year and put yourself in title contention, as also yeah. with the fact that the East has gotten The better. most he'll sign in Toronto is a two-year deal if he does sign back there. That way he can have the Supermax for the 10-year veteran Supermax or whatever. So, And then he can, might go to L.A. after that. But who knows, man? Who knows what this guy's going to do? Well, we are in the midst of the madness. So uh, maybe the news breaks while we uh, release this, this pod. We don't know. Like I said, we have no idea when this is going to be released. All we do know is that we are still on Kawhi Watch. And he is running the world. He has us all on his fingertips. So um, we're going to come back, guys. Actually, we're going to talk a little Chiefs. I know you guys have been waiting for that. We're going to talk about your favorite guy, Patrick Mahomes. Is there a chance that he does regress? Our guy Kent Swanson from Arrowhead Pride says something different. We'll get back to that after this. Midcoast Modern is a Kent City focus on modern, handmade, and small brands. A resource for design-centric home goods, apparel, jewelry, artwork, and limited edition gifts. We support makers, artists from the mid-coast, and bring in goods from makers, artists around the U.S. to offer a unique selection. Commandeer is Kansas City's alternative apparel brand. They make unique Kansas City-themed clothing and accessories with a counter-cultural appeal. Find them online at commandeerbrand.com or follow them at Commandeer Brand on Instagram or Facebook. 
This is the Spoken Podcast, back at it again for segment number two in the KC Beard Go Studios. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here with my guys, Eddie Ortiz and Trevor Twidwell. What up? So we just got done talking to the U.S. Women's National uh, team, the opportunity they have to finally close down a a national, I'm sorry, a a World Cup championship for the first time in their history and third straight time, through me a third time's a charm, getting to the title game. We're wishing our ladies nothing but the best. Our guys are facing the the Mexico team as well, so that should be a great matchup. Eddie has said numerous times that no matter what the outcome in that one is, he wins because, you know, having Mexican heritage and being from the U.S., he kind of hedged his bets on that one. So congratulations, Eddie, on the win or loss. Win. (laughs) Win's win, right? Yeah, there's no losing. You win even when you lose. And we we touched on Kawhi Leonard, uh, the – Oh, Ongoing decision that he's going to have, uh, whether he he's decided yet, to, uh, retiring LeBron, so. mm-hmm. whether he's uh, deciding when he's going to head west or if he's going to stay up north, we don't know for certain yet, but we will wait and see. So we're going to get right to some Chiefs news, though, or Chiefs news with some Chiefs topics, rather. In particular, we're going to talk about the man, the myth, the great Patty Mahomes. Um, you can talk about this guy all night long. We get, there's so many things we can talk about, but something our guy Ken Swanson, our friend over at Arrowhead Pride, uh, wrote an article, and I highly recommend you guys check this one out if you haven't already. Uh, he posted this one on the second, so that was what three days ago. And this is this was one of my favorite articles that that Kent has ever written because it's something that I think is is such a um, important topic going into 2019 because as, as we all know going forward period yeah as, as we all know the 2019 season is the all-in season you know we talked about 2018 it was like that wait and see let's see what patrick's made of let's go from there did they make the right decision to move on from alex smith yada 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 then they ended up showing holy shit we have ourselves the best quarterback in football he's the mvp okay this next season we got to be all in there's no more wasting time we have the truth at quarterback so this was this like I said. This is such an important topic, and I highly. I'm not going to go through this whole article because Kent gets very detailed in this one. He shows uh, highlights from uh, the particular the AFC Championship game regarding how you know Patrick did not uh, shy away against Tom Brady and, and the juggernaut known as the Patriots. He actually went in there, and for the last 29 uh, minutes of the game, uh, they scored 28 points, and it shows how Patrick Mahomes progressed during that game, and how even in the biggest moments, the the, the heat of the moment. Patrick stepped up and made some historic throws that had the Chiefs won, it would have been legendary and it would have shown throughout history of the NFL these amazing throws. And I'm talking about there were some throws because we were at the game. All three of us, Eddie, Trevor, and myself, were at the game. So it's hard to see sometimes from the angle that you're sitting some of these incredible throws that Patty had made. But when you watch the film, you're blown away about how he was able to make these throws. And more importantly, the throws he was making during the time he was making them, late in the stretch in the fourth quarter, getting this team not only back into the game when they were down multiple scores, but to take the lead late in the game. Like Patrick Mahomes showed us things that I don't think even some of us, the biggest fans of us, really expected him to do in some of these big oh, moments. Yeah. And we set the bar decently high right? because we're so desperate for having a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember before the season started last year, I was one that said that I thought he was going to throw for 30 or have 39 total touchdowns. People thought I was crazy. Mm-hmm. He ends up throwing 11 more than that. So, <laughs> and rushing for two more. So as far as a regression is concerned, mm-hmm. because there are people that are making this case that, Patrick Mahomes will regress. And it's the same. I hear the same argument over and over again. It's, well, you know, you can't get better than 5,050. You can't get better than what he did last season. And that's why I texted you guys a few days ago and I asked you, right. do you guys believe he can re- he will regress or get better, yes or no? Because that is, I think, that is such an important question for the Chiefs' success. And I'm not talking just numbers. I'm talking as the player. Go so, ahead, Eddie. 
damn Siri. <laughs> She's always listening. Siri's <laughs> listening. Yeah. She don't know. Give her, let her, let her, let her uh, tell Patrick, us. Like Patrick, vo- my home. Like the volume's not even up. It's on silent. All the volume's all the way down. Thanks, Siri. We really appreciate it. Fuck. Appreciate okay. you. Siri, play Pornhub. Like regress, I guess, and like become like a like your average quarterback. Is that what we're trying to say? We go from, from a great season to, to an average season? Is that – is no. that what by regressing? Is that what you mean? I mean, as far as the the because he set the bar so high, not just from a statistical standpoint, but like I just broke down how in the AFC Championship, the biggest stage he's ever played on, he played clutch and clutch moments. Do we believe that that is who Patrick Mahomes is? Or now that the league has film on him, will they be able to stifle some of that stuff and make it harder for him? And will he be able to adjust and react to that? Therein, will the regression set in? Because in moments like that, if he fails, will will people think, oh, that's who he is now? He's not the clutch player that we once thought he was and going deeper than just the numbers. Do you think he regresses from 2018 to 2019? I mean, I, w- I wouldn't call it regress. Uh, I don't think he's going to have a 5,050 50, uh, touchdown season. But I honestly wouldn't call it regress because I honestly believe he can still throw well over 30 touchdowns, maybe close, maybe 40, uh, uh, well above 4,500 yards, maybe. Uh, that, that's, that's, that's my prediction. And, and I don't, I wouldn't call it regressing. I would call it maintaining that, that greatness. You know what I mean? Like it, it's not, it's, it's not a dramatic change, but, I believe that change will happen because his, his defense, it, it, honestly, throughout, this offseason has gotten it's gotten better. It hasn't gotten worse. So by that being said, I don't I don't think he has to go out there and perform like he did every single game last time. He can actually, you know, kind of like you play the game the way he wants to play it. So right. I mean, I honestly wouldn't call it regression. Yeah, I mean, regression. The word regression gets a a bad rap sometimes because as fans, we do want him to sort of regress in a way because we don't need him to have that. We don't let me say we don't want him to have to have those numbers for us to be, you know, a winning organization. Um, he had those crazy numbers because he had to last year. He literally had to. I, I'm not going to sit here and say he's not going to have 5,000 to 50. I, I'm going to sit here and say he could have more than that because of our defense being better means he's going to be on the field more. Right. So with him being on the field more, we can. that means we can go put it on teams even more because if they're not scoring, we can. he's going to want to score every time he has the ball. So why I mean the only thing that's going to re- make him regress I think number numbers wise is Andy Reid you know doing what he does when, he, when we get a lead and you know kind of sitting on it because Andy Reid's known for doing that but if I'm Mahomes if I if I know him like I think I do I think he's going to want to go out there and score every single time if it's in one play or seven or fourteen plays it doesn't matter I if he regresses fine as long as it is if as long as it leads to wins and and showing that our defense is better. But it could, I think it could go either way. I think he could have the similar numbers or better because he's on the field more because our defense is better, like I said. Or our defense is not as good still, and he's on there out there playing hero ball still. You know, I think his numbers are going to be great regardless. I mean, we can talk if he's, is he going to be average, but average compared to who? So this is the thing when when it comes to greats, which I think he's already a great in this league already. We're, we're, we we can't compare him to the average of others. We can I mean, we had the average for the league, but average like when we talk about Aaron Rodgers or or Tom Brady, they have average for them. They have above average seasons for themselves, and is that average? You know, compared to who for them? So I think I don't know, man. Like I, I just I think the sky's the limit still with this kid. Is he going to be better? I think yeah, I think he's going to be a better quarterback. 
um, as far as just efficiency wise. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just don't, I don't see much reg- quote unquote air quotes regression. Um, and even, like I said, even if it is, I think regression could be a good thing for us. I agree. Yeah. Well, this is the way I look at it. Okay. Statistically, will he probably regress? Yes. Because of the fact that 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards is not something that I believe is, is a norm. And sure. although Patrick Mahomes is maybe the most talented quarterback we've ever seen, and this team actually got more talented, especially on the offensive side yeah. this year, I do think that, yes, if he does repeat it, I'm not going to be ultimately shocked because right. of his ability and the fact this offense is actually going to be better. And it's another year in this system with Andy Reid, yeah. the best offensive coach in the league. Right. I mean, the sky's the limit, man. Really. And so, so even if he, let's say, let's say he throws 10 touchdowns less than when he threw this year, he goes down to sure. 40. That would still have led the league in touchdowns sure. last season. Right. So even if he regresses dramatically, which I don't think his numbers are going to dip, right. I don't think he's going to throw 10 fewer touchdowns. I still think, and I'm not going to make my official predictions, but if I was making my predictions right now, mm-hmm. I think Patty's still throwing mid-40s in touchdowns. See, that's the thing. I, and, was, I, was on the, I was on the side of the, when we first started even talking about this outside of the podcast. Like, if our defense is better, we're thinking, oh, yeah, his numbers are probably going to go down because he's not going to have to do that as much. But then I thought about it too. Like He's going to be on the field more because our defense is making more stops. So that could entail that could lead to more right. numbers. And so, this you know, is why it depends how you look at it. This is why I don't think he's going to regress because in 10 times last season, mm-hmm. he threw for more than three touchdowns. And and only four of those games, only 40% of the time did his did they win by uh seven or more points. I'm sorry, more than seven, more than a touchdown. But double digits. Right, 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 right. Only four of those times. Right. And in, and a few of those games they lost against the Seahawks, against the Rams, against the Patriots. They lost those games when he threw more than three touchdowns. What I'm saying is it wasn't like he was out there just throwing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. A lot of times against like when the Broncos, like when the 2013, when Peyton Manning set the 55 touchdown mark, right. a lot of times they were running scores up. Yeah. And I want Mahomes to do that too. But, <laughs> but my point is Patrick was throwing important mm-hmm. touchdowns last fighting season. for his life damn near every it, week. It, when he was throwing, when he threw six touchdowns against the Steelers, they won by five. Yeah. Well, we had That's, a huge lead on them, and then we our defense let them storm yeah, right back. He, throw, right. he throws he throws another six touchdowns against the Rams. They lose. Mm-hmm. He throws four touch against the Patriots. They lose. He was throwing important touchdowns. So do I think his numbers drop? Yes, because he's going to have to throw fewer important touchdowns because they're going to have yep. a better defense. They're going to have a better situation around him so he's not going to have to play hero ball mm-hmm. every week. But do I think he regresses? No, I do not because he's the type of player we've seen all offseason, what he's dedicated to. Has he hung out with Travis Kelsey and gone to Blues games and done things? Yes, he's done things. He's 23 years old. Mm-hmm. He's going to go out. But we've seen how he is constantly in the film room doing what what other most 23 year olds wouldn't be doing while baker mayfield and these other guys are running their damn mouths about teammates patrick is building his team up and yes i'm gonna go there because i do think that's what ultimately separates some of these guys is knowing your place as a leader on a team and i think patrick is showing that he is ready for the moment as a from a mental perspective he wants to be the best a human perspective yes it goes deeper than just his talent. Right. This guy is not going to regress. This He's out there trying season. to get his 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 fat per, his body fat percentage in the yes. single digits. Because to him, just because to him, I, here, right. here's the thing: I would be concerned about a regression if the Chiefs won on the Super Bowl last year, because I don't know how he would handle that. I do believe he handled it well, because right. I think cerebrally the kid is top notch. But I would be. This would be more of a legitimate question if the Chiefs would have won because the comfortability factor of we won a Super Bowl. This can get easy for us. It's just it's a progression. It it's a progression by regression situation right. we're in because we're getting better by his regression. 
It's, 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 it's a silly way to look at it, but that's the truth, though, because if yeah. he regresses, that means we're doing something right, right. because we're not depending, like you said, hero ball. We're not depending on him making pulling plays out of his ass every right. week. Well, and, and let's look at the prime perspective, like because you can always compare players uh, according to, to situations like this. Look at Drew Brees' best statistical season. They didn't win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Look at Tom Brady's best statistical season of his career. Didn't right. win the Super Bowl. Right, right. Look at Peyton Manning's best statistical season. Didn't win the Super Bowl. So I'm not saying that Patrick and them didn't win the Super Bowl because he had an incredible statistical right. season. That's not My history point is, itself. It's just, a lot of yeah. times these guys have to put up numbers like that because of deficiencies on their team. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes was putting up numbers like that because of deficiencies on their team. So I don't think he's going to have to throw as many important touchdowns and throw for 500 yards in a game because they have to. I think that there are going to be games, yes, where they run the score up a little bit because mm. he's going to get his numbers. But I don't think he's going to have to throw for 48 touchdowns next season granted, because they have to. Granted, Andy Reid has a pretty high reputation of, of throwing the ball way more than you run the ball. And I don't think, I still think our throwing touchdowns are going to be extremely high, even to like little, you know, yes. little tossing. Yes. Like, we, like we saw in the beginning of last year, the, uh, last season, the first few, first couple weeks, we had right. a lot of those little shovel passes for touchdowns. Those are, those are passing touchdowns. And I don't think we have like that banger. We don't have a Kareem Hunt anymore yeah. that can just pound it in. Yeah. So I don't think there's going to well, be a Carlos lot of side could be. He could he be. Could, he Not could. at Kareem's level. Right, right, right. But I don't I don't think there's going to be even when we're on the goal line. I think there's going to be a lot of trickery that Andy Reid does to, you know, I don't know. We'll see if there's a lot of rushing touchdowns. Yeah. But Andy Reid has a track record of not a lot of rushing touchdowns, a lot of like shovel passes mm-hmm. and tricky plays in there. Well, so. let's and let's get to something real quick about this. So those numbers are still going to be great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to warn my Chiefs fans here because this is something that you need to take to heart and get prepared for. We got spoiled this year with Patrick Mahomes. Yep. What I mean by that is there are going to be games this season and for many seasons after where he throws for zero touchdowns, one touchdown, two touchdowns. Sure. And we're going to go, oh, shit, is everything okay? What, what the hell? Oh, we get the Because we're talking about a guy that was averaging over three and a half touchdowns per game this season. Right. That is almost unprecedented. Only two other guys have ever done that. Yeah, where you're averaging over three touchdowns a game in a single and those, season. Those those games could come when, when we don't have Tyreek Hill too. Right. Could be a situation well, that and, and, and I'd like to touch on that in a second too because there is some speculation about that. But um, but just to finish my thought on this whole Patrick Mahomes thing, no, I feel very confident that this guy is not going to regress in any form or fashion because of how dedicated he is, how talented he is, and the fact that he is he has a loaded roster on the offensive side, a better roster on the defensive side, a better defensive coordinator, a more driven team aspect because I think that the Chiefs finally as a whole are getting it because Bob Sutton to me was very comfortable where he was. He didn't really care. I'm just going to come out and say it because it might sound unfair. I don't think he really gave a shit if they were going to win or not. I think he liked having a job. He he knew retirement was coming and he was just fulfilling his, getting his contract, making his money. They finally have driven pieces yeah. all across the board. Spagnuolo and can, and wants to make his mark. It. They can smell the Super Bowl, man. Yes. They can smell it. Spagnuolo it's, wants to prove that he belongs in this league in all along. Yeah. And you got Frank Clark who has to this prove that wants to prove himself. Absolutely. You have Chris Jones who wants to make his money. You have Tyron Matthew who's had injury problems throughout his career that wants to finally Tyreek win something to, in his Tyreek career. Hill, Tyreek Hill's going to have to go out there and really prove himself and make things Sammy right. Sammy Watkins. I, right. This is why I oh, believe he's yeah, going to have a big season. This is why I believe Sammy's yeah. going to have a big season because he's got a lot to prove because he's not making that money next season. He's, he's trying to prove he's still he's, has that elite because he's always had elite skills. Yes. He's just got to go out there and show that he can be an elite. Receiver. Travis Kelsey finally has the opportunity to really separate himself from he's the back. Because as long as Gronk is middle, even when Gronk has him in great, right. everyone automatically glosses Gronk as the best tight end in football. Mm. 
now that Travis Kelsey is, it's him and, him and George Kittle basically, and and, and Zach Ertz is really good too. Yes. I'm not I'm trying to disp- you know yep. push him away, Eric, but Travis Eric Kelsey Ebron. really has the fi- final opportunity yeah. in his ninth was it ninth season, eighth season, where he gets to say I'm the best tight end in football. He so knows. there's a lot of driven pieces. Damian Williams. No one believed in this guy. He's yeah. what 27, 28 Such a years good old story. now. Yeah, finally gets his chance to put himself as as, as a premier running back, mm-hmm. a RB one. There are a lot of pieces on this team. And they've been boosting him on that too. They, they they've never wavered. Yeah. he's he's been the guy. There's a lot of guys on this Chiefs roster that have never won anything. Right. So even in Patrick Mahomes, as great as he was, even in college, they didn't win anything in Texas well, Tech. Look at look at look, look at the the the. AFC Championship game, what Damian Williams did then. Dude, three touchdowns. Three touchdowns, dude. He's already the highest. That, if that doesn't prove him, I don't know what else does. You know, he's, I mean, already, guy... he's already the highest scoring player for in Chiefs history in the playoffs ever. <laughs> he already yeah. has the most touchdowns in Chiefs history. Right. Damian Williams mm-hmm. in playoff history. That's insane. Yeah. These guys are driven. Patrick Mahomes is leading a pack of driven players and dri- a driven coaching staff. You don't think Andy Reid is, is ready to get that monkey off his back oh. and win a damn Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. He, he wants, finally he wants has multiple. the piece. Donovan McNabb was a damn good quarterback, but even back then, Andy Reid had to work around a lot of his inefficiencies. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have those inefficiencies. Right. This guy is about as perfect as it gets when it comes to a quarterback. And he's the more only, comfortable. He's got another year in the system. It's just it's only going to get better. The man. only thing that yes, exactly. The only thing that you can really use against Patrick Mahomes right now is time. He hasn't had enough time on the field, but that time Still is starting money. to come. Mm-hmm. He's now played in seventeen games in the regular season. He's played three play, or two playoff games, and he. He looked better in the playoffs than sometimes he did in the regular season as far as decision-making. Didn't turn the ball over. Yeah, this that guy, Colts game especially, yes. yeah. Out they, there the, the Colts freezing-ass cold Yeah, the weather. Colts were the darling of the playoffs yeah. going into, oh, well, they've won this many games. Granted, our defense, our, our defense played really well that game. Justin too. Houston had an amazing. I think Justin, like Houston, was the best player on the, think Justin yes. Houston was the best player on the field that night. That was a, yeah, it was a so, great game. But now you have Frank Clark and Chris Jones and these other guys that I think want to – Alex Okafor, Emmanuel Ogba, mm-hmm. guys that haven't – they want to prove themselves. Right. They're on prove-it deals. Like, they're not making big this money. This is the most exciting season we've had look, to look forward to ever. Like, it's, I, not even, it's not even close. I know last year was, too, but this is by far. And I've never felt better about so a Chiefs taste, team than I right We got a little right taste now. last year. And training yeah. camp cannot get here any sooner, any sooner because I'm Man. telling you guys, the hype is real. Patrick Mahomes, and I've said it for years now, literally years, this guy is going to lead us to multiple Super yep. Bowls, and I think it could very well start this season. To touch on the Tyreek Hill situation real quick, because I don't know how much time we have left, Eddie, in this oh, segment. Got plenty. Don't worry okay, about well, it. good. Because I think, and this might sound insane, but I've been talking to Clay Windler, I've been talking to Shane, I've been talking to several other guys. And after the Zeke Elliott news came out, and Zeke Elliott's had a longer track record in the in his time in the NFL than right. Tyreek has yep. to get zero game suspension from the NFL. I know, I know it might be comparing a little bit differently. But it, there are similarities in how this is going down because there's actual video mm-hmm. of Zeke Elliott in his situation, and he's getting zero games after already being suspended by the NFL, whereas Ty- Tyreek has never been suspended by the right. NFL. Six games was it? Last six games. I think it was six games, or it was at least four games. I know that it was. It was at least it was four six games. games. It was six games. It was Tom Brady's was four. That's yeah. right. You're right. So it was six games. Okay. Yeah. He's getting zero games now. The league has ruled you're, you're not. Wor- it's not worthy of a suspension. Now that we know that Tyreek Hill literally did nothing that we thought he did. I, I'm going to be of the belief that Tyreek Hill doesn't get suspended. I'm going to say it right now, and this is the reason why. Because we now have a basis. Ezekiel Elliott's situation is the basis because of the fact that he has already been suspended by the league before. He's done things that we can actually prove. Nah. And now he's not getting a ruling that is going to keep right. him from games. Why in the world would Tyreek get games? 
I think that the NFL would want to make a like a statement on uh, with Tyreek. Uh, I think why would they do that with Zeke? It involves a child. It involves a child. I think that's why it's and, and it's yeah, and and the the audio and it, it was just more. I I think it, it was it just hit everybody a lot harder than the Ezekiel Elliott like Ezekiel Elliott's incident. That's like a different thing, but like when it involves a child, I think it, it becomes something more. You know, I guess personal to a lot of people because they have kids. So I think the the NFL will make in the like a statement with Tyreek, uh, whether it be two to four games. Uh, I think he will be suspended just to make a a statement, pretty much saying if, if whoever does this will be suspended. We're not gonna let this fly. Right. I mean, like I said, it, it involves a child, and I don't. I if I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the family court system stuff is still going on. It's still open. That The family case thing is still going, I believe. I know the criminal stuff's all shut down and closed, but the I don't know. I don't know. I, and it's odd, too, that the NFL's already had their meetings with him, but there's been no decision yet. It's just kind of odd that there hasn't been – it's been a while already, and they haven't made a decision. It feels like – I don't know if they're going to take that long and then just not give him something. I feel like they're brewing up something, and they're going to give him a little something. Just because – I mean, I know – it's already been confirmed that he had nothing to do with the broken arm of the child, but it's just the, the fact that it happened in his household. He has a past. You know what living situation is, is going to happen with the kid? Is he going to have you know custody? Is she going to have custody? Is this going to be an issue moving forward? There's still a lot of things in the shadows we don't know about yet. I know we feel pretty comfortable saying that he's you know in the clear. Um, but yeah, I mean the league's weird sometimes, man. We saw um, what's his name from the the Ravens. Uh, Get a suspension from from having just I think uh, some harsh words said to his, Jimmy Smith. Wasn't Jimmy it? Smith, yeah. right? So he got suspended. Well, I think two games. You know, so I can see Tyreek still getting a, a, you know slapped with a couple games. I'm not saying that the NFL has been you know the moral police here, right. it's and just, they've been you consistent. Never know, right? Yeah, I, I could definitely see a suspension. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I can definitely anticipate. I can see where he doesn't get one either. Right, I'm just saying that's like where I'm coming. If I'm if I'm ruling it, mm-hmm. what I'm saying is based upon. What we're seeing them, how they're handling guys who have actually already been suspended in this league, right? To look at because whether Tyreek Hill has a past or not, he has had a clean nose his entire time in the NFL. He's going into his fourth season, and he's had zero problems until this offseason. And this offseason wasn't even his fault. Yeah, there was extortion going on. There were things the FBI exposed. Marty McDonald and those guys broke it all down. We saw that Tyreek Hill was actually more of a victim in this situation. Now, granted, I'm not going to excuse what happened to his son because what happened to his son was terrible, and I don't agree with what Tyreek Hill said to this day on that recording about right. you should be free, you should be for afraid sure, of me too. For sure, I don't like hearing a man say that to anybody. No, no, no. Yeah, especially the woman that he's supposed to be in love with and, and take care. Of. Yes. Yeah. So, so I'm not excusing the words. My point is, I don't agree with a player getting suspended for something he didn't do. Even yeah. if it brings negative light to the NFL, especially with you know the being a hundred seasons and all this other bullshit, if you really wanted it to make a statement, you make that statement with Ezekiel Elliott, who's a bigger star in this league, and they didn't do that. Ezekiel Elliott is one of the five biggest stars in the NFL right now, yeah. and they did not make a statement with him, even though they have video evidence. He's been previously previously suspended. If you're not going to do that with him, why in the world would you do that with Tyreek Hill? And the fact that the, the kicker for me is the fact that Tyreek has been nothing more, nothing but compliant exactly. with the NFL. He's done nothing to 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 push back on with them. He, everything that he's everything that he's done with them has been has gone smooth. He's complied everything they needed and any information they needed from him, he's given to them. And that's different with Zeke with Zeke because Zeke was definitely fighting his first his first case. You know, he was going to court with them with the NFL and fighting that. And then obviously Tom Brady's situation. He did everything he could and he still got suspended. But 
he shot himself in the foot with that yeah. whole destroying the phone situation. But yeah, I mean, he's been compliant, man. And what else could they ask for for him? Right. And know? that's what I would like to ask the NFL if I could. If, if Goodell was sitting in the room with us and Goodell was of the belief he call needed him, suspended. Put him on speaker real quick. Yeah. If he needed, if, if, if he felt that he needed to suspend Tyreek Hill for regardless of what, how many games it is, I don't care if it's one or 16, yeah. I would have to ask him, what is it you're suspending him for? Give me the actual reason why you're suspending him. Because if it is this whole, and I get what you guys are saying about the child and the severity of that. I yeah. get all that. I and mean, they had an eight-hour meeting. But man, that wasn't so. Tyreek's choice yeah. to have his son involved in this. That wasn't his choice to say, and, and, and the way the media handled this all, the initial reports, because you know how people are, we're headline chasers. We're headline chasers. If we hear that a child had their arm broken and it's attached to an NFL player, let alone an NFL right. player who does have a pass, they're naturally going to Trigger use that. Yes. Yep. And so I'm going to ask Roger Goodell, are you are you suspending him responsibly or are you, resp- are, you, are you suspending him irresponsibly? Because responsibly would be you have a logical reason why, and they don't have one at this point. So mm-hmm. you have to go on the irresponsible side. You're just trying to make a statement, and it doesn't make sense. It's contradictory. It's hypocritical because, like I said, Ezekiel Elliott, one of the biggest names playing for the biggest franchise, arguably, in football, to to not suspend him when you have ad- actual reason to, right. it doesn't make sense to suspend Tyreek Hill. Though, man, there's there's the court of law, there's the law the law side of it, and then there's the NFL side of it. They can they're their own entity. They can do whatever the hell they want for whatever reasons they feel, you know. And we've mm-hmm. seen that numerous times with them. And we've seen some guys we thought were going to get suspended, we thought should get suspended, not get suspended. We've seen it the other way around. So I I do think he's going to get at least two. That's my personal. I think he's going to get two. Um, but if he doesn't, I mean, I understand too. Uh, he's scot free. He hasn't really yeah. done anything besides some harsh words that were spoken. You know? And the but fact that, that he's going to be at training camp that that has been confirmed that Tyreek yeah. will be at training camp. Yep. That makes me feel even more confident oh. that he will be there week one. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's where we're going to leave it, guys. That's our Chiefs talk for the week. Uh, if you guys have any questions or anything you want us to talk about regarding the Chiefs, because like I said, training camp is coming up very quickly, July twenty seventh. Um, definitely hit us up on the spoken on our Facebook and Instagram page or uh, Twitter pages. Let us know what you guys want us to touch on next week and the weeks to come. Uh, when we get back, Eddie is going to fill in some cracks. Let us know what's going on out there in the world outside of our own little dome known as America. And we're going to give out some L's. We'll get back to that after this. Casey hard goods is the brainchild of local Kansas city degenerate Scott Reinerson born from a passion of old materials and custom designs, specializing in reclaimed wood, burned art and signs and upcycled leather wallets and accessories. Follow Casey Hard Goods on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Casey Hemp Company, your most trusted CBD provider in Kansas City, shipping nationwide. Ancient plant for a new age health. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Casey Hemp Co. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number three. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here in the KC Beer Co. Studios with my guys, Eddie Ortiz and Trevor Twidwell. What's cracking? So we have covered U.S. Women's National Team. We've talked about the Kawhi decision, or lack thereof. Uh, We've also talked about Patrick Mahomes' regression. Could that be a possible thing in 2019? Tyreek Hill, could he get suspended still? Or maybe not. And now... We are here to talk about some things that only Eddie Ortiz can give us, <laughs> and he's going to fill in those cracks. So, Eddie Ortiz, try, without try, further try. ado, fill the cracks, my dude. Well, let's start with good old sporting on July 3rd, day before July 4th, obviously. <laughs> um, they they played <laughs> – That was an evil laugh, man. <laughs> <laughs> they played uh, LAFC, uh, which uh, is uh, where Carlos Vela plays. Uh, he's a uh, – is a Mexican player. Uh, he's probably one of the best players that Mexico has had in a very long time. Uh, but obviously, he hasn't been playing for Mexico 
for I don't know what reasons. I don't, we haven't really heard any good reasons about it. But so this game happened on Wednesday. Uh, let's just say Sporting got destroyed. Uh, that's just that's just it. LAFC came in here, dominated the entire game from beginning to start, uh, from be- from beginning to end. <laughs> From end to finish? Is that what yeah. <laughs> So it was over from the from start. From beginning to start yeah, to end to finish. Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much. Uh, it was 5-1. Uh, sporting has been, I don't know, they, they just haven't been themselves. They've been a shit. They've yeah. been a shit this yes, year. Uh, Singular. They, they, they're they towards the bottom of the table. They're actually last place in the table with uh, 19 points compared to LA, who they played, who has 40. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a big gap. It. it Sporting shouldn't be down there. Uh, don't be surprised if Peter Vermees by the end of the season gets fired. Uh, I I would not be surprised. A- everything comes to an end, you know. Like all yeah, cycles come ride. to an end. Yes, all, all right. cycles come to an end. It, it, it's been it's been a very long time, and and I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Peter Vermees gets gets canned this this end of the season or halfway through the season because something's it, not it, changed. It, it's it's yeah. just they're not doing well. Uh, Obviously, with them winning the the MLS Cup in 2012 and winning the uh, Lamar Hunt Trophy uh, two years, uh, I mean two times within 2012 from two now, I think it was 2013 and 2015 if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but other than that, after that, they they've been in in a, in a bad slope. Uh, last year they made the playoffs, but obviously couldn't make it through. Uh, we'll see what happens, man. But but like I said, don't be surprised if he gets fired halfway through the season or at the end of the season. Mm. So that's that. And I want to change t- to a little bit of Gold Cup. Uh, we got the uh, Gold Cup final on Sunday. It is Mexico against the United States. Uh, both teams have been struggling lately. A lot of people would probably disagree with me. Uh, but other than Christian Pulisic in USA, name me another player that's been outstanding this Gold Cup. I bet you you can't name me nobody that, that has been to the same level as Christian Pulisic. So you can't tell me that the USA has been has been a dominant team this entire Gold Cup because it, it hasn't been. They've struggled. They've struggled before even beginning the, the Gold Cup. So I, I, Mexico, same thing. It, it, they've been struggling. They, they don't have the depth that they used to have. Uh, a lot of players decided not to go to the Gold Cup this year for the Mexico national team and and it's hurting them it's hurting Mexico I've I've seen it and that they're not the same uh if all the players would have came like the like Irving Lozano, Hector Herrera, all all them um, Chicharito if all them would have came I, I think it would have been a different story I, I think Mexico would have came into this game as the dominant side and I, like I said it's a different story USA Struggling other than Christian Pulisic, I, I mean, I honestly don't know what to tell you. Um, it's gonna be a close match. I, I, th- I honestly think it can go to overtime and to penalties. Uh, don't be surprised if it goes to PKs, but for me, it's a win win situation. Like Lance said earlier, I'm, I'm American and Mexican, so whoever wins this game, it's, uh, it's a win win for me. So <laughs> I honestly think though that Mexico will probably take it two to one uh, in the ninety minutes. I don't think it's going to go overtime. But racist. Don't don't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, don't be so don't be surprised if it goes to overtime and penalty kicks. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, mm. And then we got two more games. Uh, 
We got obviously the go uh, the World Cup with the women's. Uh, we got that on Sunday uh, at ten o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. Sunday at ten a.m. Yes, they're playing Netherlands. It's gonna be a tough challenge. It's be a bloodbath, uh, man. We're talking about it earlier. Uh, on paper, yes, the women's are the the U.S. women's obviously have a a, a greater advantage on their uh, opposing team, but. It is the World Cup final. It always brings out the best in everybody. It, so, I, I honestly think it's going to be way closer than than expected. Uh, like I said, one zero to the U.S. Women's National Team. I, I think that's that's going to be it's going to be the decisive uh, factor. Uh, Alex Morgan, I think, will get that that winning goal, and and that would only put the icing on the cake. You know what I mean? Or the or the tea in the cup. Exactly, <laughs> which a lot of people obviously talking about goal celebrations. I didn't get to bring this up, but a lot of people have been complaining about that celebration. Yeah, well, they can kiss my women ass. cannot be arrogant, you guys. Yeah, yeah. they let, are the weaker sex. Let, let yeah. Clint Dempsey do that, and we're all sitting here praying. We're building <laughs> yeah. statues of them. Right? Yeah, but, so but Alex Morgan can't do it. I, I still don't let them celebrate. It's the World Cup. Uh, if, if it offends somebody else, I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, it, it is what it is. Then obviously. We got Copa America, and this is the last uh, the last subject I'm going to talk about. Copa America is a South American uh, tournament match for third place. Surprisingly, it's going to be Argentina against Chile. That that's two two decent countries. They're, they're pretty good. They're pretty solid. I I I think hands down, both of those countries can beat Mexico and the USA easily. Mm-hmm. So, and, and they're fighting for third place. So. It's crazy to see that Argentina and Chile didn't even make the final. It, it, yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's a different story. But the final, it's also going to be on Sunday. So we got three finals on Sunday, which is crazy. I think the women's is at 10. Uh, Copa America is at 3 o'clock. And then Mexico-USA, I think, is at 7.30, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but Copa America, the final is going to be Brazil against Peru. Uh, a lot of people might not know Peru or maybe heard of Peru just – recently but obviously brazil is the better team uh they did they, they did they did beat them i think it was 5-1 during uh the, the regular group stage if i'm uh, i might be wrong uh but there's just no match there's no matchup it, it's it's crazy it's so so yeah it was not even close like the the women's world cup that's uh, I think it's a lot closer between those two teams than Peru and Brazil are. Uh, I honestly have Brazil in a comfortable win, three zero over Peru in that in that final, and I, that's that's it for me, guys. All right, well, good job, Eddie Ortiz. Yeah, yeah. filling in them cracks just nice Some and good neat. football going on, man. Yeah, exciting times, man. Seriously, in the world of sports, well, oh, at yeah. least outside of America, because what we're talking about is Kawhi Leonard, where he's going. Outside right. of America, that's it's all we got. Some nice, some nice soccer action going on. So, mm-hmm. thank you for that, Eddie. We move on. To the best part of the show, as we do every single week. Fellas, what's it called again? Hold Hold this L. L. It's time to hold this L. I want you to do me a favor and hold this L. Somebody's got to hold that L. (laughs) Le him, the her. I'm talking like caps lock L, 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 Cool J style. Hold that L. (laughs) Good God, man. Hold this gigantic, <laughs> veiny, pulsating oh L. Man, you are one pathetic loser. You ignorant man. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, hold Sorry. this L.
Hold This L, brought to you by Casey Beard Company. Since 2014, Casey Beard Company has been providing men with beard and skincare products handcrafted with 100% organic ingredients. In need of a beard protector? Definitely check out Casey Beard Co. at CaseyBeardCo.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, guys. Time for it to happen. It is time for some L's to be delivered. Ooh. Eddie Ortiz going right back at you, man. Oh, man. And let me say that you, it's kind of weird you don't have a Canada shirt on. You have Sarasota. Mm. Kind of weird. I don't understand this. I'm, you and your I'm feeling, locations. feeling a little out of place, man. You, yeah, uh, geographically, I feel misaligned. <laughs> so maybe you can give us a misaligned L. Eddie, uh, who's holding Kawhi, the L this week? Kawhi is going to. No, I'm just kidding. Sarah, who's going to Sarasota? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, my L will be given to Argentina this uh, today. Uh, Argentina, Messi, whoever you want to give it to, same thing. Uh, why am I giving this L to Argentina? Obviously, they <laughs> they couldn't make the final. Uh, they they couldn't make it. They were just short. I mean, they did play Brazil, but it, it was it was an all in tournament for Messi and for Argentina. They they had to this this was that tournament that they had to win in order for Messi to to kind of secure his stop uh, spot in the top elite players in the entire generation of soccer. But for some reason, Argentina, Messi, they cannot seem to get any trophies. They they just can't seem. They always like scratch it, but they never get to hold it. Mm. They're they're always there. It, it's just some, something something happens during every final, during every semifinal. They just can't seem to to finish the deal. And for that reason, I'm giving them the L. I, I just they yeah. just. When suck. it mattered the most, yeah, they right. they they suck when when the when it when it matters the most. They they just for some reason like their level of play is just complete garbage. Just like they've never played with each other before, and the chemistry is horrible. They just can't seem to find the goal. I'm sorry, Argentina, but you're gonna have to hold, hold this, this L. L, Trevor. Who we got, man? All right, um. For anybody that watches early morning sports talk, um, I usually listen to it on the radio um, or I listen to the podcast later. Um, but I did catch the get up this morning. Yeah. I don't know if any of you guys saw it at all. Uh, it's a good show. I like Greeny a lot. And uh, they had Jacoby on there, who I like as well. Um, they had a special guest on there, by uh, analyst by the name of Tim Bontemps. I'm I don't sorry, really know. Say that name again. Tim. <laughs> what? Tim. I think that's how you pronounce it. Tim Bontemps. Yeah, now, I don't know much about him. But that they sounds had, like a fake name. He may not, in a hotel. Yeah, he may not ever make an appearance on the show again for this reason. But uh, yeah, they they gave him a segment to where he he listed the top five um, players in the league today. NBA. Go, yeah, and the, yeah. Sorry, yeah. top five NBA players in the league heading into this next season. Um, I'm still it. trying to get over that damn name. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I never really heard of him much, so that's maybe that's why he's, yeah. he's probably never gonna be on the show again. But his uh, it was absolute trash. Um, he didn't even have LeBron James in the top five players in the league. Um, and I know everyone's gonna come back, come at me like, oh, it's 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 a LeBron James. Of course, I'm gonna be on it. it. It's really, it's not even just that I'm like in defense of LeBron James. It's it's more of a common sense thing for me. Um, he had I, I don't really have the list in front of me of who he had. It doesn't really matter. Um, he, he had, I know he had Giannis, he had James Harden on there. He had, um, Katie wasn't on there. Katie was, uh, seventh. I, I, I yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Katie was seventh just because uh, due to the injury, I guess. I'm, I'm not sure, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, he had obviously Kawhi, Kawhi was number one. Um, and they get Steph on there. I think Steph was fourth. So I'm not really sure like what this guy is. Yeah. It, it's just, it was a super trash take. And if you go, I recommend you guys go and watch it on YouTube or wherever you want to play it back. 
Greeny and Jacoby are just absolutely blown. Like they wanted to, they, you can tell like one of these yanked this segment off of TV and they regretted having him on there doing it. And one guy, I think, uh, I forget his name, pulled the Le- LeBron James poster off their wall on the set and put him right there in the top five. <laughs> he was like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. So yeah, I mean, um, the, the guy just obviously doesn't do his, home- his homework or watch NBA basketball. Obviously, you can't really watch NBA basketball and, you, and, and, and say that LeBron James is not even a top five player. <laughs> I just feel like so many people are trying to get LeBron James out of the that scene. Yeah. And so many people are ready to move on from LeBron. Hold on. Yeah. Okay? It, it'll get there. Yeah. Just just take your time and relax. Imagine imagine LeBron using, James is still very much top five player. Imagine, yeah, imagine using a season against him where he averaged 27, 8, and 9, or right. 8 and 8. Averaged more points per game than the guy you have in the first slot. And that one he won he averaged the same amount of points that Giannis did who won MVP. But do you see what it's just funny to me? Uh, do you see what happens the, when LeBron James finally misses the playoffs? Yeah. Everyone's ready to write him yeah. off. And this is gonna make this next season even more beautiful, man. Because we're agree. gonna see a very highly when Kawhi's in purple and gold. <laughs> hey, I'm all for man. That's we'll, the Raptors we'll color. <laughs> so, uh, what's his name? Bump dipshit. Yeah. What was his name? <laughs> Tim bon- Tim Bontemps. Bon- all right. Yeah. So Tim Bontemps. You, you, you go just ahead. Take an L for that for that. Yeah. Name. Take yeah. an L for the name too. Yeah. So, change your last name, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. So Bontemps. Go so ahead and uh, Tim Bontemps. You can go ahead and uh, hold this L. Thank you very much. And I hope we never hear from you again because I guess since Levar Ball can't ever come to the show, they have to get other idiots to come on there and say stupid shit. Straight trash. All right. Well. Imagine imagine winning a championship with a team and being a part of an historic team, especially when this franchise has been so terrible for so many years. And they forget about you so much that they forget you're alive. Um, that happens to uh, Mr. Jim Gosger and Jesse Hudson of the 1969 Mets. Mm. Um, according to uh, the New York they Post, the, Met, the Mets apologized to Tim Jim Gosger and Jesse Hudson of the 1969 Mets both of them were included in a video montage of deceased players a day oh, earlier during a 50th anniversary celebration. MLB, of that MLB can hold that out. They won the World Series. 19, so they were celebrating a 50th anniversary celebration on that World Series winning team. Both are still very much alive. Before Sunday's 8-5 win over the Braves, a message ran on the scoreboard expressing regret for an error. But Hudson's first name was misspelled as Jesse in the apology. It sounds like an Adam Sandler we, movie or something. Have, I'm not uh, dead, you dick this shit. Is, this, is the, this is the actual quote from the Mets. <laughs> quote, we have spoken with both former players to express their sincerest apologies. That's the statement. Oh, my God. There, Nothing else needs to be said. Imagine... <laughs> How imagine did I being miss this? I thought you were dead. Sorry. Imagine, imagine being a part of like your years. Like, man, yeah, we're being honored, and your name's up there as a dead person. <laughs> you look at, did you look at your family? Like, did Am I, I die? Like, did you guys not tell me something? Like, I know I'm getting old as shit, but you guys not tell me I've been dead this whole time. Like, there's a gunman right behind him. Yeah, <laughs> saying, like, sir, you are in fact dead today. I, I cannot believe this oh my happened. God. I mean, this is something out of a movie, like Trevor just said, like Billy Madison yes. or something like that, where you you. There's no way that really happened. I had to go and read it myself. Uh, I, I heard about this on radio, so I went and researched it myself. And then, in fact, New York, the New York Post actually posted this five days ago. They actually forgot what? these guys were alive. So they had they had to apologize, and even in the apology, they couldn't spell the dude's name right. Oh my god! So this might be one of the biggest L's we ever hand out. So Eddie, can you say "hold this L" in Spanish because we're gonna have to emphasize on this one a lot, man? So spell it right. Spell, so so <laughs> New York Mets. Right. Go ahead and hold, hold this, this L. L. Toma esta L. <laughs> I love it. Hold this L. Hold this L. Right. Speaking of L.A., Kawhi's going there. All right, yeah. so de- definitely go to uh, our Patreon page, guys. Go on Patreon.com. Find the Spoken Podcast. You can support us there yes. for a dollar or $3. It does not matter. 
Any support matters to us. We can do a Q&A This is once a month. It's not like a weekly thing. No. It's once a month. A dollar a month, man, is nothing. So yeah, Trevor set that up for us, guys. Yeah. It's on our on the Spoken Facebook page. You can just, like I said, you go to patreon.com. You'll find us on there as well. Absolutely. And like I said, Q&A sessions, uh, exclusive content. We can do a, a dedicated segment for you, whatever you guys want to talk about in particular. We can do that yeah, for you guys. It gives you guys a voice, man. Exactly. To do, so. And that's what the Spoken is all about, so it only makes sense that we do this. For sure. Um, so it was a great show, uh, episode 19. Awesome, uh, guys. we got to cover a lot of things in a short amount of time. That's how we like to keep it so we don't waste your guys' night or the, whenever you guys listen to this. And want to thank all the listeners for all the time you guys have dedicated to us. We really appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. We want to keep it that way, especially as football season draws closer. Hell so yeah. in that... For Eddie Ortiz, for Trevor Twidwell on the KC Beard Co. Studios, I am Lance Twidwell. And until next week at episode 20, we out of this bitch. Peace. See ya. We're going to get out of this bitch. Thank you so much for listening, guys. See ya. You are tuned into the spoken. I might actually stick. I might actually stick around for a little bit.